Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. My name is Carrie Fitzgerald. All right, my friends, we have a really fun episode this week. We are talking all things how to manage and master your to-do list when you have a nine-to-five job and a product-based business. This is a pretty unique episode. We haven't had many or any episodes that really tackle this specific topic. And I know there's so many people listening that have nine to five jobs and you're doing your product-based e-com business, you know, on the side as your side hustle or you're making it, you're trying to make it your full-time gig. And it's a lot. So I commend anyone here who is trying to juggle both and have a social life and has kids and pets and all that kind of stuff. So this week, we have the amazing Jill Werenberg talking all things how to do both, basically, how to manage your nine to five while doing your product based business. So Jill is absolutely amazing. She basically got to know her pretty well in the cultish product program. She was one of the first uh, people to join that program. And she's absolutely amazing. So ambitious, so driven makes beautiful candles, and she's the founder of Luminosa Vita and is a beautiful candle brand with an incredible meaning behind the brand that honors women's strength and worthiness, and it's rooted in the importance of self-care and community. And Jill knows more than anyone how challenging it can be to have a nine-to-five job while trying to take your handmade product-based business to the next level. In this episode, she shares so many cool practical tips on how she juggles time management and how she's able to prioritize certain tasks over the other, again, while having both a nine-to-five job in the tech industry and doing her candle business. So this is a super special episode. Absolutely love Jill, and I'm so excited for you to get to know her as well. So grab a coffee. Grab some wine and let's dive into it. Well, hello, Jill. Long time no see, but thank you for being on the podcast. I am so happy to have you here finally. I'm so excited to be here. It's so crazy. This is my first podcast, so I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Okay, so before we dive into a couple of really cool conversation topics today, introduce yourself to everyone and just tell everyone, you know, who you are and what your business is and what you sell. Yeah, so my name is Jill and I am the founder of Luminosa Vida, which is a candle brand. So I make non-toxic candles from my home, um, which is in Austin, by the way. So I'm Austin-based. I am a Pacific Northwest girl, but I now live in Austin, Texas. Nice. I know that, you know, we've worked together in um, a couple of the programs I have, and I just want to 
point out like how awesome it's been to see you just start your business because you messaged me on Instagram. I don't know how long ago it was. It feels like a while ago, but you were starting the candle brand and I don't know how you found me. I actually probably should have asked you before how you discovered me, (laughs) but you know, you started the business and now you're like going to markets and you're building out your beautiful website and you're just doing all these cool things. And I just want to say, I'm, you know, so proud of you, but also it's just been awesome just to kind of get to know you over the past, um, I don't know, six months or a year, maybe. I I can't remember. I feel like you messaged me a long time ago, but I don't think it's actually been that long. It was August. So it was August, actually. Oh, okay. so I, so the way I found you, it's so funny. The way I found you was on YouTube. That's how I found you. You had, so I you was. Did. I never knew that. Yeah. I was looking for, like, when I decided that I wanted to take the candle business that I and turn it into a business because it's a, it was it's a hobby of mine. So I to turn it into a business. I first was like, I want to do a subscription business. And of course, I don't know anything about a subscription business. So when, what do you do when you don't do anything? You go to YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just literally looked subscription business and a bunch of videos pulled up. But what really attracted me to yours, I believe mm-hmm. it was your, like the colors. Yours was colorful, like the colorful backgrounds and all the, and how to start a subscription business. Like it's exactly yeah. what I need. I'm just going to listen. And you were just so like straightforward and to the point. I was like direct. I was like, this is my kind of girl. And I just got, I kept going, what's the next video that she has? And what's the next video? <laughs> and then I followed you on Instagram. And then I found about your like membership. And I, that's when I reached out to you. I was like, so, hey, questions for you about your program. But yeah, that's how I found you on YouTube. That is so funny. I actually had no idea. And that makes me happy because YouTube for me is like one of my goals to double down on. And this is like my reminder from the universe to get my own shit together and do YouTube better. So anyway, but yeah, thank you for that. That's that's so awesome. I had no idea. Okay, cool. So let's dive into the topic because we want to I need to stay on track today. I I've made a conscious effort recently to try to keep my podcast episodes a little bit shorter because I just talk so much. And so this is the first day of podcasting where I'm trying to keep them at a certain limit. So we're going to see how it goes today. But anyway, um, so you started your candle business. Let's also talk about the fact that you have a nine to five job. Do you want to share? You don't have to share where you work if you don't want to. But like, do you want to share what your nine to five job is? Because a lot of what we're going to talk about today relates back to the fact that you do have a nine to five job and the candle business is not like you're not doing that the whole day. You're doing that in addition to a like nine to five job, which I believe is not exactly also nine to five. It's it's not a nine to five. I'm yeah. Yeah. I mean it goes through it has its season. So I'm in the tech world. I work for corporate America. Mm -hmm. Um and I do have a nine to five. It's my full time job. I've been at it for about five years now. Um, and you know, it, it does goes through its peaks and valleys like every other business. But for me, I'm, you, I'm in the sales area of the tech world. So, uh, end of quarters, always busy for me, but, uh, just depending on, you know, the territories that I, that I manage, it's, it's, it's more like a seven to five thirty, seven to six job. And when it's end of quarter, sometimes it's longer, um, which is crazy for me when I say it out loud. But I also, I, I like, I think the teammates that I have, I, it makes it fun. Like we, the, mm-hmm. my team, we like, we work hard and we play harder. So like okay. we get our stuff done, but we also give each other, like we make fun of each other and we, we, we poke fun. We make it a competition. I'm very competitive. So they'll know how to like appeal to that, to get stuff done. But yeah, 
I do. I I work in the tech world aside from doing the candles after work and on the weekends. Yeah. I'm also not surprised at all that you are competitive. So I just <laughs> want to throw that out there. I'm also very competitive. So I like that. <laughs> um, okay. So you have a nine to five job. You decided I want to start a candle business. The first thing is, and I'm very aware that that's not an easy thing to do. How do you feel like you can manage all of that? And we're going to talk about time management a lot in this episode today, but I just want to kind of ask you like off the cuff, like how do you, how do you do that? Because a <laughs> lot of people listening have nine to five jobs. This is a question that people kind of ask me often. And I, I have my own strategies for managing time. But when I started my product-based business, I didn't have – I had just recently quit a nine-to-five job. Like, I quit the corporate career. I had a child. And then when he was six months old, I was like, I'll take a like a short break. I just want to take a break for a few months, and then I'll apply to jobs again. And I started to, and I was like, these are just boring. Like, nothing was clicking. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to start my own business. So I didn't have the perspective. Like, I have the perspective of, like, the mom life and starting a business, which that is just challenging. That's a beast within itself. That's challenging itself. Yeah. as fucking fuck. <laughs> like there is no other ways to say the word challenging, especially because I started mine when he was six months old. If I started a business today, my son is now almost eight. It would be so much easier because he's way more right. independent. Anyway, this is not about me. I just want to share my perspective of the fact that I don't have the perspective of like having a nine to five job, coming home, being tired. You, you also have a dog. And I want to just mention that, you know, you have a dog and, you know, I know that you take good care of your dog. So, for child. yes. <laughs> so it's a lot to manage. So I don't know why I'm rambling so much as usual, but how like how do you feel like you do it? And then let's dive into like the specific strategies that you're using to manage both things but like how do you feel like you do it is it hard for you is it like yeah tell us like um, the tell us the dirt it, first and then we'll dive into the strategies yeah is it hard i mean yes yes it's hard it's not obviously it's not easy i'm going to i will be honest and i i feel like just the hustle is just brought it's in me and it's been brought out i mean i went i worked full time and i put myself through college um and I also at the time had, you know, um, a marriage. So I was also planning a wedding. I was getting, I was engaged. So I had a full-time job. I was going to school at night and I was also planning a wedding and I didn't live at home. You know, we, I lived with my, at the time fiance and his stepdaughter. So I also had a household to manage. So I think that helped a little bit with my time management, but it's, it's really, um, it's just I think just the way my brain works, I have a to-do list in my head and so, and some, don't get me wrong, sometimes I'll write it down <laughs> and just, and I'm like, okay, if I have it in my head or I have it on a piece of paper and I'll put it somewhere, I'm like, these are the things I have to get done. I just have to, no matter what is happening in my day, I got to get it done. But it is, I will say it's hard. I also will say that I am privileged that I do, you know, because of COVID, I do work from home. Now, like I, I go into the office once or twice a week, um, but most of the time I work from home, which cuts down on the commute time. So that makes it easy um, from that aspect of it. Okay. When you first started the business, like, did you, 
I'm kind of laughing a little because I think we think of starting our business and it's like it's so romantic in our head. <laughs> Did you like just like, oh, I'm like, I can like I remember when I was starting my business, I was like, I can like post on Instagram about my products. Like I thought it was like the coolest thing on fucking earth. But when you started <laughs> your business, knowing that you had a full time job, did you feel like, oh, my God, this is so exciting? Or did you – when you were starting off, did you think like, oh, this is like – this is this feels heavy already? Like, how were you feeling? I was terrified. I was 100% terrified. And I was terrified because – so my my family had a, a small business when um, when I lived in Washington and I, and I would help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still living at home. They had a small janitorial business. And I – basically helped manage it, but I had no idea what I was doing. And it it caused a lot of conflict all the, because there were so many unknowns and not many resources um, for us. So like in my head, I was like, I never want to start a business. Like I've seen the drama and the arguments and like, I don't want anything to do with that. But Mm -hmm. I think when I moved to Austin and just had some time for myself and time to reflect on what I want to do and why I started my business. Mm -hmm. I took it from a aspect of like, I want to give back to my, to my Hispanic community. I came from, so I, you know, I grew up in a Latin household. There were certain expectations that happened. Mm -hmm. I tried to follow those expectations, I guess, to the best of my abilities, but I always, I kind of, in that I lost my voice. I feel like I lost my voice when I did those things, I really didn't have the time to take to find out who Jill was or have Jill like grow up as a as a woman, as a person. Um, so when I came down to Austin, uh, I, you know, took that time and I kind of really thought about what I want to do. And I had a support system down here that um a, that kind of helped through that. And of course, you know, my friends back home would I would call them up and they could hear me like just, I need to talk. I need to talk it out. There were a few tears and all this jazz. And then I really got to think about what do I want to do? And I've, and I remember even as a kid, like my, you know, I would do like the breast cancer runs. I would do fundraisers. I, I enjoyed giving back. That was just mm-hmm. something I, that's something that brought me joy. So I wanted my candle business to do the same. I was like, I'm going to do a candle. I want to turn my hobby into a business with the purpose of giving back to the community that helped me stand on my feet. Um, so that part was the exciting part. Posting mm. it on Instagram is 100% <laughs> the scary part because it's it's <laughs> social media, right? It is, you know, everybody hides behind the internet. So whether you're, whether you're negative, you're rude, you're, you know what I mean? All those things come through your mind. You're like, are they going to like it? Are they going to accept me? Are they just going to make fun of me? Am I going to fail? Yeah. Is it, am I just wasting my time? Um, all those thoughts came into my mind and they still come in my mind. Like even when I post, sometimes I'm, I like have to tell my, I have to like text my friends and be like, this is what I want to post. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And it's almost like I'm asking <laughs> for permission to do something in my own business. It's funny, but it's just how my brain works sometimes. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, and it, yeah, social media is I've grown to not like social media. I mean, I like it for the community. And I love that, like, I can message with people and I can, you know, do polls and things like that. But the posting stuff is challenging. And Instagram has changed so much since I had my product based business. 
it's like a different platform now. And the thought of starting an Instagram for a product business today would make me want to throw up probably because it just, (laughs) it feels so heavy now. Like, oh, everything has to be curated and perfect. And and anyway, even now, I mean, yeah. I still, so I'm, I'm in the early stages of my business, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're recording this in June. I launched in January, mm-hmm. so I'm just six months in and yeah. I will post, you know, polls and ask questions and I don't, there are days where I don't get any responses from yeah. people. And it's, yeah. it's, is it scary? 100%. But it's, I also, I'm like, you're just starting out. You're mm-hmm. like, people really don't know who you are. It's okay. It's, like, yeah. it's part of it's part of the process. And I think it's yeah. also like a good thing because you get to like almost like it numbs you a little bit. Like you get used to the fact that you don't hear anything back. So mm-hmm. when you actually grow into something, you know, and people start recognizing who you are, you're okay with the rejections. You're okay with the negativity. You're care. You're okay with the silence. Yeah. No, that's so true. And I literally posted something on my Instagram today about that. Like, I think it was like five reasons you should be proud of yourself. And one of them, I think, was literally you are showing up every day and you're showing up, you're posting when no one is watching, no one's seeing and no one is buying and you're still showing up. So that's such an important thing. And even with my business, I've now had my current business for over three years. A lot of times when I post polls or surveys, I get nothing. I mean, I, I often do, but like a lot of, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say a lot of times, but sometimes still like nothing, especially if it's like when I ask people a question, like, what do you think of this? It's, it's crickets. So polls are definitely better because it's like people don't have to think like, okay, cool. A, B or C, just check one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, make it easy for people. Um, no, I love it so much. And let's dive into like the, how you how you manage your nine to five. And also, you know, I just want to mention your story and your like why behind your business is that's so awesome. And I would love maybe in the future to have you come back and talk about like building a brand based on a purpose, because that's something that's really, I think is so important. And I think to stand out against competitors and to like, you know, as you know, how to create a cult like brand, because you were in the program. Um, Like that's such an important thing is having a brand that's based on a purpose or has a purposeful mission, because that truly is how you can uh, stand out, but also create really important connections with people. So when they're when they hear about your brand, like they first hear about the candle, but then they hear why you started it. They hear like your mission and why you give back. And then it's like, oh yeah, I have to buy from her and not from this like shitty Amazon store. So um, (laughs) anyway, okay, let's talk about your time management strategy. So you have a nine to five, you have a dog, you're doing all the things, trying to have a social life in Austin, which is your new, new, newish city. How, like, what are some things that you're doing to be able to have a product-based business? And it's not, and I just want to also mention that you are hand-making your product. You are not manufacturing, like, dog bandanas like I did, you know. I <laughs> You're actually hand-making it, which is another huge issue that a lot of product, like, makers will have is that they spend so much of their time making the product they don't spend enough time marketing the product. So that's like another can of worms we can uh, talk about if we have time. But yeah, what are some things that you're doing to to just balance these two things so you can actually have a business? 
Yeah. My honestly, my calendar is my lifeline. My calendar, I so I know that I have my nine to five every day. So every day yeah. I block my hours of work. I especially, I mean, I have a dog. So I, within those nine hours of or eight hours or whatever hours I'm working, I yeah. have to take my breaks because my dog needs to go out or he needs something. But I utilize like my lunch hour, for example, I'll take half an hour of my lunch to eat lunch to take my dog out to all those things. And then like the remaining 30 minutes, I will do like I will post something on Instagram, or I will make sure that my like, where am I at in my to do list? What do I need to get done today? What do I have to get done? Um, I usually use those 30 minutes. I'm usually listening to a podcast, (laughs) to be honest, I'm listening to either your podcast or Nina's podcast and just picking up quick tidbits of, of, uh, business learning, like self-development. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm learning as I go along in this, but, um, Mm -hmm. and then after work, honestly, it's like, okay, I am very like, disciplined with my time. Let's say I'm done work at five o'clock. Let's just say at five o'clock, I will shut down all my work stuff. I will turn off my Slack, turn off my email. And I will, if I'm not, if I don't need to be on the computer, it is shut down. I am not on my computer. I am either at my little candle making station, AKA my dining room. (laughs) And I am like batch making candles. So, um, or I'm labeling, um, or I am doing something to move the needle in my business, whether it's working on my email marketing, um, planning what needs to get done for the next day. But I usually am very, I'm very, very disciplined about and respectful of that time. Like you did your work and it's hard when you're working from home. It's really hard because especially when you're working from home, it's very easy to just say, oh, it's five o'clock. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just send this one more email or I'll just do this one more thing for work. And next thing you know, it's like three hours later and you, those three hours that you could have done something in your business, you spent it doing your nine to five. So I, it's for me, it's just having the respect of the calendar and the times that I've given myself to do those things. And do you, do you wake up? I don't know if you, I don't think you mentioned this, but let me just ask just in case, do you wake up early in the morning to do work too? Um, Sometimes, sometimes my brain won't shut off, <laughs> which is a problem. Um, but in the morning, I usually like I'll jump on my Peloton bike is really in the morning is what I do. I'll take I'll wake up. I will take my dog out, feed him breakfast. And then I use that time for like my mental health because I, I need to I need to work out. That's how I de-stress. Mm-hmm. So if I can't work out in the afternoon, I will work out in the morning. Okay. But so. Okay, because I feel like a lot of um, a lot of like the cookie cutter business coaches, um, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and you need to you need to do three hours of work in the morning. And if you don't if you don't have a morning routine, you're going to be a hot mess. And I feel like there's so much BS out into the like I just it's it's all like the bro marketers with like the rented Lamborghinis and like all these like <laughs> business coaches who are like a lot more well known. They all just say this. It's like they all regurgitate the same bullshit thing that de- like it does not matter if you wake up early. 
Like, okay, yeah. for me, I, I've been up like I've been up since three o'clock in the morning today, which that's not normal. And I don't normally wake up that early, but I woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep. My brain was like, and so I'm like, all right, fine. So at five, I got up and started the day. Um, but I am a morning person. That's when my brain is energetically active, which I want to ask you about in a second. So for me, the morning is when I do like important stuff. At nighttime, my brain is the opposite. Like if you message me or you email me and you're like, actually, I think you have before when you were in the cultish product program, I think you emailed me at night to look at something. And I was like, okay, I'll look at it because I I think I think we had a call the next day and I wanted to give you feedback. And I remember just being like, this is why I don't respond to people at night because my brain literally is like, we're done here. We've been working all day. We're done. So for me, I'm very aware now after having businesses for it's been seven years. I did not used to do this, by the way, this understanding my mental energy and working at those times. I have not done actually until the last two years. So for five years, I did not follow any of this advice. I just want to point that out because if you're listening and you're like, well, I ha- I don't do those things, that's okay. You know, you just have to understand your brain when you are mentally aware, when is your brain energetic and your body as well. And those are the times you should be doing important things. Like that is not the time you should be checking your email, packing orders. This is when you should be doing like the drivers of your business. So I just want to point that out because I think a lot of business coaches will just say, oh, you have to have a morning routine. You have to like wake up and meditate and journal and exercise and make a smoothie. I mean, I love smoothies. And ex- <laughs> and honestly, exercise in the morning is a great way to start the day. But like there's no right or wrong but if it's not your people. thing, it's not your thing, no, right? It's, it's not so I think personal. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. You have to figure out what's best, what works best for you. Do yeah. I wake up in the morning and I ride my Peloton bike? Yes. Do I do it every single day? Absolutely not. There are days where I'm like, you know what? I want to stay in bed for an hour extra and just yeah. stay in bed for an hour extra and cuddle with my dog. And yeah. that's okay because it's, it's, it's you're doing something for yourself, right? It's you're yeah. preparing yourself for what you have going on um, mm-hmm. in your life or in your day. So it, there is no right or wrong. I mean, if yeah. you're a morning person, I am not a morning person, <laughs> which is why you get emails from me in the afternoon, because that's when my brain functions is in the yeah. afternoon. So it's just everybody's different. Everybody's different. And it's OK. And I think totally are. people need to be like okay with the fact of you have to find your own routine and what works best for you. If sitting on the couch for 30 minutes drinking coffee in the morning is your thing and that's how you start your day, perfect. If going out for a walk with your dog is how you get your brain functioning, cool. Mm -hmm. Like that's if you need to get up at like noon or whatever and go outside to do things, do it. It's what works best for you. It's it's so and that's what I really like about it. It's I'm and that's and it took me a while to figure that out. It trust me, yeah. I was I was on a schedule of well, it's five o'clock. I gotta eat because it's five o'clock. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like I'm yeah. not hungry. Yeah, it's it's so important to figure those things out. But like you said, it's it you it you have to like be aware first, and then because like I said, I didn't do any of that shit for years. My with my first business, I would wake up in the morning and start working, I would immediately go and pack orders. I would immediately go and check emails, even though that was like my prime 
mental time. And that's not what I should have been working on. So um, anyway, but I think it's very important because for people that also have a nine to five job, you don't have the luxury of just fluffing around all day. Like, oh, I guess I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just post on Instagram. Then I'm going to make a candle and then I'm going to do this. Like you have to have strategy and structure to your damn day. Yes. Let's talk about batch working. Batch working is is a necessary thing in life that you need to do. So talk about what you do for batching in terms of making products, um, marketing, just whatever you want to share. Yeah, usually. So batch for me, how it works is Tuesdays are the, so I, when I go into the office, I go into the office on Tuesdays usually. Um, um, and then I leave work and I leave work knowing that that's my candle making day. So I come home, I get out of my work clothes. And on Tuesdays I, I make my candles and I usually, and I make them usually like 10 or 20 at a time. So I know that on Tuesday I'm going to make candles. And then on Wednesday, for example, I will also batch work and I will like clean them up, add the labels and I will put them away. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday is kind of like my days of, okay, let me sit down and see what I have for like email marketing. What does my email marketing stuff look like? I saw I'll, I'll plan out, um, I just on your Google calendar, you don't have to like use some crazy app or whatever. I'll plan out um, on my Google calendar. I'm like, okay, I need to send this email to my customers. If I'm going to have like a sale happening, like when was the last time I had a sale? Let's, let's count the weeks. I usually like to have some like every six weeks or something. I like to do something like that for my Mm -hmm. customers. Um, uh, But, and then the weekends for me, Fridays are my days to relax. Those are my days um, where I will not focus on my candle business. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'll work. I'm exhausted by Friday. Um, My brain is spent. And I know that on the weekends, I have farmers markets that I have to go to. And those are all day events. So Friday is really like, just relax and take the dog out for a walk, go to a movie or something, (laughs) but do something for yourself that has nothing to do with your business. Um, So that's kind of my routine, the batch working. Yeah, that's so important too. And I and it's not like I think you mentioned like, oh, that's weird that I'm not working on Fridays. But I think you can't, you're not a machine, you can't do it every single day. And, you know, if you can't, if you have to force it, you're probably not going to be productive anyway. So yep. you need to And rest. that's when mistakes happen, right? That's yeah. when mistakes happen. You mm-hmm. have to give yourself permission to unwind. And I am, I say that like, it's so easy. It's, it's not easy for me, guys. It's not like there are days where I just have to sit on my couch and in my head, I'm like, I should be working on this. I should be working on this. And I'm like, no, just, it's okay. Sit down. It will be there tomorrow. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's hard to, you feel guilty. Like, oh, I should be working, you know? So, Mm -hmm. Um, what tech are you using? So you mentioned Google calendar was like your simple strategy for your calendar, but are there other tech or apps that you're using to kind of manage your schedule or like be proficient or things like that? So yeah, maybe if you, yeah. So let's see for my email marketing stuff, I use Clavio. So, and I like to schedule it. So I'll do a batch work and I'll schedule them to go out that way. I don't have to worry about it. Um, for like my social media posts, 
I am, I basically, I just use Instagram. Instagram ha- allows you to like schedule posts. So mm-hmm. I'll, I will make, you know, just upload them to my Instagram and schedule them out and then they'll go out by themselves. Um, and then, but I like to keep everything all in one place. So I use Notion to keep everything all in one okay. spot. Yeah. Which I feel like I need to get better at it, but you know, it's always, always improving, always improving, but, um, Google calendar, play bill for my email marketing. I use notion to keep everything in one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's about it for right now. Yeah. Is notion like your task management type thing? Is that what you mean when you say keep everything together? Yeah. I mean, I use it. So notion, I use it for a lot. So I have like a calendar on there where I have what I want, like what emails are going to send out, what social media posts I'm, are going to set to be sent out or what I need to send out. Mm-hmm. I also keep like my market schedule on there to know where I'm going to go to my markets. And then I have like my batch making days so I can see it all in one spot. And then if I need to like remind myself, I'll add it to my Google calendar as well. Just so I can have, cause there's, um, cause I'll, I'll put an alarm, my, a little, a little reminder and my alarm will say it's time to do this. And I'm like, okay, let's go do that. Or, um, or like a 10 minute reminder of time blocking for myself. Like I think earlier this week, I took like a 20 minute nap. I totally, <laughs> totally busted an alarm for like a 20 minute nap. And the alarm was like, get up. You need to put labels on your calendar. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Do you do, um, and this might be something that you're using in notion too, but like, do you do a, to, you mentioned earlier that you also do to-do lists in your head. Do you have written out to-do lists? Do you have like a physical planner? Are you like, how do you keep track of all that stuff? So if it's like if the to-do list that's in my head, it's, I usually just have it on a post-it note. Cause it, and it's right next to my desk um, on something that I have to do. If it's like more of a long-term thing, I'll put it into Notion. I have like a little to-do or a task like okay. list where I do like a idea dump because sometimes ideas will just come into my head. Um, and if I'm not even at home, like what I love about it is, you know, you just open the app and you, it this syncs. So you can just write it right in there, open up the Notion app, go to your task list or your idea dump and just type away. That's so awesome. I need to like get into this notion thing. I keep hearing about it from people. How do like how do you handle just with I know you've been in Austin, I think for is it been three years now or two? It'll two? be three years in July. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you you may have like a deeper social network actually, because you moved away from like where you more grew up with like family and friends. And now you've had this like new life and new beginnings and new business. So lots of like new things. How do you handle or manage like the social pressures? Because I feel like that could be hard if you have a lot of friends, a lot of like people that are always like, let's go out, Jill, there's happy hour and (laughs) like, you know, all that kind of stuff. How do you sort of manage that? Because I think if you are going out a lot and like being super social, that can impact. And again, I think you should be social, of course, but that could impact like your schedules and your routines and like, no, I can't, I have to go home and make candles today. Or like, no, sorry, I can't go out because I have to do my email marketing for the month. Like, how do you handle that stuff? I think, <laughs> um, I think honestly, it really, 
It depends. I have said no to a happy hour because I have to, I've had to make candles and it's, Mm -hmm. um, and it's just one of those things where I'm 100% transparent about it. And I said, Oh my God, I'd love to go to happy hour. I can't go today because I already have something planned for today. Like I have to go and make candles. Most of the, my like friends that I made here in Austin know that I have a candle business. So I'm like, I can we do a different day? Does it like, if it's last, if it's a last minute thing, I don't have a problem saying I can't go. And, but yeah. that is also because my business is, it's important to me. It's some, and I enjoy making candles. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, I think again, it goes back to respecting your calendar and respecting the time that you set aside to do things. Um, am I perfect? No. <laughs> like if, I have, I've been invited to a last minute happy hour and I've gone. Yeah. I went yesterday, actually. I wasn't planning on doing um, a happy hour or a dinner yesterday, but I had a, a, uh, one of my coworker was in town from New York and he was like, let's go to dinner. And I was like, Oh, I can't. And so, but he's like, come on, let's go. And I said, all right, well, I ended up going. So I just Mm -hmm. moved. So I know, like I said, you know, Fridays are my days to unwind. Well, I just, I basically moved my Friday unwind to Thursday. So mm-hmm. my Thursday job is now going to be done today. Gotcha. That makes sense. And sometimes, you know, you also have to, you got to say yes to the fun things too. So yeah. I'm glad yeah, you went to you the do. happy hour. I did. I had fun. I had a great time. I was like, man, <laughs> I, sh- I wish I'm glad I came. Yeah. Sometimes um, you have to be, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard, but sometimes it's like, yeah, do it. Be spontaneous. You have to break your own rules. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have one more question. I actually have a few more questions, but they're not about time management. So is there anything else you want to share that could give someone some quick advice about if they have a nine to five job and they also have a product business, whether they're like making the product or not making it, like what advice would you give them just to wrap this part up? Cause I have a few other questions I want to ask you. Um, I think honestly, finding, finding mentors, finding coaches is a big one. Um, just having a supportive network. Um, like I found you obviously, and you've been like an awesome support and awesome mentor to bounce back ideas. Um, and from meeting you, I've met two, uh, you know, I've met Nina, I've met Kristen who are also, you know, good in their fields mm-hmm. and I've developed, started to develop a network on that. And I mm-hmm. think that is that that's very helpful. And mm-hmm. in my perspective, because we're not, you know, I'm not the first person to start a small business. I'm not going to be the last person to start a small business. If yeah. you have those resources or, you know, mentors or people who can ask and, if you don't ask, you're never going to know. And people are willing to help you. People are always willing to help and share their ideas, share their perspectives. Um, I think that is important as well. Yeah, I love that. And thank you so much. But um, I totally agree with you. Like having mentors, coaches, um, like getting business friends who understand what you're going through. And then you can be like, oh, like I had the worst fucking day today. My candles broke and this rude customer complained. And my, I got some Susan who sent me a rude message on Instagram because she doesn't like my candles. I hate today. Like you need those people that you can complain to. And just that relatability of being another product business owner because your friends and family probably 
have no idea what the hell you do. They don't respect Mm -hmm. your business. They don't treat it like a business. And like, they probably really aren't supporting you very well. I'm just going to throw that out there because that's how I felt when I had my business. Um, I think they just don't get it. And I think you don't, you can never understand unless you have your own business. So um, I think that's awesome advice. I have a fellow, like a jewelry maker and she makes candles and there are, you know, I've had the day where I'm like, oh my God, my candle just broke or just one of those days where you're just not, just not in it, just not in it. And I'll reach out to her. She goes, I totally get it. I've been there. And it's just that reassurance of, you know, being able to speak to someone who understands what you're going through, who has felt those feelings and can validate those feelings instead of, you know, having like, of course, your family is going to support you, right? 100%. But they don't, they can't, what's the word I'm looking for? They can't understand Relates. or validate the yeah. emotions because they've never been through it, right? You don't yeah. Know. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Got to have business friends. Um. So I guess my, my last question, and this is kind of like a random one, but I just want to ask you, what... What do you feel like is has been your most exciting moment since you've started your business? So it could be anything, but if, if there's one moment in your mind that stands out that like, wow, I have I have this business. I've started it. Like, I don't know. Share what that what that is. Yeah. Um, so I was at a farmer's market. Uh, it was last month. I was at a farmer's market. And one of my customers that I met at a different farmer's market at a different in a different location, she came up to me and was like, Hey, I saw that you posted that you were on Instagram, that you were coming to this market and you had this candle and I had to come. So I literally drove out of like in the opposite direction of where I was going, just so I can come and see you and buy this candle. That meant the world to me. I was like, can I give you a hug? That is awesome. I took a picture. I was like, we got to take a picture. We got to do all the things. But that was such a great feeling. Yeah. Um, and Aww. it was, it was, it was so awesome. Cause I, you know, I'll post like, I'm going to be here. Come see me. Yeah. Do I expect people to actually come out and see me. No, no, yeah. I don't. It's just like, so, you never know, you never know yeah. what you, what you do. So it was a great, awesome. she goes, she, she was raving about the candles she goes they smell so good i'm addicted i don't know what you're doing but keep it up i was like thank you so much it was it was awesome it was a good humbling feeling and i just yeah it made my day it made my day that's so awesome and i think those moments too like you need those and if you haven't like if you don't if you haven't yet make sure you have either like a notes folder or like a note on your app i can't talk today a note like the notes app on your phone or like a Google drive folder where you write those things down because a kudos you know, folder, <laughs> something just yeah. like happy memory, something, because you will have bad days that make you want to quit your business. And at least what works for me is like, I go back and look at those screenshots that people have sent me just being like, thank you for helping me. Thank you for this because of you, this happened. Like you need those reminders, you know, when you have the really bullshit days where you're like, why am I doing this? Like, what is the point of all of this? Um, And you're going to have those days. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've had, I've had that day, I think once already. Um, and you're 100% right. But that was, I think that was the day 
I was, I have no idea. I had gone to this market. I was at another market the night before. I was exhausted. It was just mm-hmm. the last place I wanted to be. And she was just like, I came to this because you said you were going to be here. Completely changed my day around, like 100%. Aww. That's so awesome. I love that. I love to when people share those things with you. I, I am now especially like in 2023, I've decided I'm wanting to make more of an effort to let people know, like, thank you. You've, I I really enjoyed whatever, or like, thank you. You've really helped me, whatever it is. Um, Cause oftentimes people, people do love your stuff or they do like your product or they did drive from an hour away to come to the farmer's market, but they don't tell you, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love when people actually share that information because most people just they'll come and see you but they won't tell you they won't talk to you yeah but then they might dm you on instagram after and be like oh i i came to the farmer's market today just because you know you posted and you're like well why the hell didn't you say hello (laughs) um i think people are just really shy and like they i don't know i'm not sure what it is it's funny how that it's it's funny how that works yeah because it's it's Mm -hmm. the complete opposite i mean when I've gone before I started my business, and I now was just a consumer and I would go to farmers markets. I, oh. I, I, they were like, Oh, what brought you here? I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm just browsing. Yeah. I didn't, but it's just, I think it's <laughs> more, I think more people just need to be like, I came to see you. Like, as, exactly. As business owners, we love to hear that. We, yes. It's like the biggest compliment you can give us. So, yeah, it's I agree with you. That's why, like, like I said, I'm trying to make a more active effort to like if even if it's like someone's wearing a cool T-shirt, like I'm making an effort to say like, oh, I I really love your shirt or just something because I think it these little moments make someone else's day. They always do. And you know that they do, but you're just keeping it to yourself. You know, yeah. so, I love that. Um well, thank you so much. Obviously, so nice to chat with you about you know, like managing your nine to five job, you know, having your business, doing all the things. Um, always a pleasure, of course. Um, let everyone know where they can find you, follow you, and of course, how they can buy your awesome candles. Maybe give people a couple of scents that like what are your best sellers so people can go and order oh one. Oh my now. goodness. Oh my goodness, that question. <laughs> I, I get that question. What are your best sellers? I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> so, um, all of them, all of them are bestsellers. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram. So it's at luminosa.vida. So it's L-U-M-I-N-O-S-A dot Vida, V-I-D-A. Um, I also have my own website. It's um, luminosavida.com. Um, my bestsellers. Oh my goodness. Uh, I have one that is a, like an apple blossom scent that's called the bloom and glow. That mm. is definitely one of my top sellers. I have honestly the top three, my bloom and glow. Uh, I have a like forest bath candle. That's like a pine with Palo Santo and uh Fraser fur in it. And it's funny. A lot of people are like, Oh, I can smell. It smells like Christmas. And others are like, Oh no, I can totally smell the Palo Santo in it. And so it's just crazy mm-hmm. how all the noses smell, you know, the different notes bring out from people who have different things. But, and then my favorite is called After the Rain, which it reminds me of just home of the Pacific Northwest. After a lovely rainy day, it is mm-hmm. like a, a sea salt, like almond, uh, 
kind of scent, which is just my favorite. It just every time I smell it, it reminds me of home. Oh, I love that. It's yeah. so pretty. Um, well, thank you so much. So awesome to chat with you, Jill. And we'll definitely have to have you back chatting about, I don't know, something else at some point. But yeah, so nice sure. to you this on was here. awesome. Thank you so much. This was great. Yay. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.